it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your first Raw Review of 2022. This is your Raw Review for January 3rd, 2022. And we had quite the Monday Night Raw tonight. We're just going to jump right into things. We kicked off with uh, what seemed to be like a power outage, which was rather interesting. Uh, we were promised that Brock Lesnar would kick off the show, but the show seemed to start with uh, no power. But with how WWE can be at times, it was all a ruse, and the power came back on. Paul Heyman stood in the middle of the ring. So I'm assuming that if COVID had not struck and Roman Reigns was healthy and would have competed on Saturday, that Paul would have gotten involved somehow and Brock would be your universal champion instead of the WWE champion. But obviously, these things happen. COVID's still a thing. So, unfortunately, uh, we obviously hope the best for Roman. I'm sure he's going to be absolutely fine come SmackDown on Friday, which we will talk about that at the end of this podcast. So, Paul Heyman in the ring. The Advocate is back. He does his normal introduction for Brock Lesnar. Brock comes out, does his lap, takes steel steps, and throws him in the ring. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> so he takes the steps, he sets them up, he stands on them, holds on to his title, tells everybody to acknowledge him. And I laughed pretty hard at that. Um... Sending thoughts and prayers essentially out to Roman, hoping that he gets better and that I'll see him soon. He then relinquishes the microphone to Paul Heyman. And we get probably one of the best Paul Heyman promos that I've heard him ever give. And he's given some spectacular ones. 
he basically talks about your main event, which will be for tonight, which was the original Fatal 4-Way match. But instead, the winner of this match will get a shot at Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. So Paul goes through, you know, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Everything's all good and fine. Then he gets to Lashley and talks him up so well. I love when Paul puts over somebody, especially what he called a legitimate challenger to Brock Lesnar. It's just real nice to see. And then he does the same thing yet again to Big E, saying that he has done nothing wrong as champion. He was a great you know, champion for WWE and for everybody. Um, you know, he was a good champ. He said, there's no shame in losing to Brock. You know, it is what it is. And if he were to win tonight, it would be an honor to be in the ring with, you know, to 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 witness this match and for Brock to be in the ring with him. He'd lose, but, you know, it's still, there's nothing wrong with losing to Brock Lesnar. So that happens. Fantastic opening segment to the show. It really just, it feels right to have Heyman with Lesnar yet again. We then had tag team action that kicked off the the in-ring stuff tonight. It was RK-Bro taking on the Alpha Academy. And the Alpha Academy getting the win here, which... I love personally because I've been singing the praises of the Alpha Academy for at least a year now. And the fact that they beat the tag champs, obviously now that they're next in line, I would assume hopefully at the Rumble, maybe we'll actually have a title change. Alpha Academy can go on their way. And then maybe we'll have some fun with Orton and Riddle. Who knows? Up next, um, I would probably say it would be the only match that kind of really didn't do anything of substance. It was a mixed tag match for the 24-7 championship, in a way. (laughs) It was Tamina and uh, Akira Tozawa taking on Dana Brooke, who is your 24-7 champion, and Reggie. Obviously, the men fight the men, the women fight the women. Obviously, there's discourse between Tamina and Tozawa. She ends up slapping Tozawa. Reggie ends up pinning Tozawa, and Dana Brooke retains her title. Okay. Like I said, it was a weird thing. I don't really understand the whole mixed tag if they're not going to have both. I don't know, whatever. 24-7 24-7 championship has, has been in a, a weird state for a while. And this has nothing to do with Dana Brooke being champion. It just, honestly, since R-Truth and Drake Maverick stopped wrestling each other, fighting each other or whatnot for this title, it really took a downfall. When Reggie brought it, uh, when, when Reggie won it and brought it back to prominence, I would say a little bit, and then... It kind of fell off again. It's just I don't know. It's in a it's in a place. <laughs> um, 
I want them to do something good with it. Maybe have it moved to SmackDown. Maybe something fresh. I don't know, but I don't know. It's in a weird place right now, and hopefully um, they can figure out something to do with it. I personally think these actual matches for it are quite dumb. Let it stick to the backstage stuff. Um, because, yeah, especially when you have a match like this, it's just it's weird. <laughs> so after that, Becky Lynch comes out to the ring talking about how she's like a piece of art, um, stuff that people should just come and, you know, look at and how wrestling's an art. And it's like, well, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, then Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair end up coming out. And both ladies are having their gripes. They want to have their shot at Becky for the title. Becky's like, I've already beat you guys. How about you guys have seemed to be having some issues? You guys can figure it out and just let me know who's going to be, you know, my challenger so I can beat them and et cetera, et cetera. Both ladies then decide uh, that maybe this is a good time to attack. So then they both attack Becky. Tech, uh, they tech, take Becky out, and then they decide to take on one another. And this just turns into one giant brawl between all three ladies. Um, so I'm like, all right, triple threat match, maybe at the Rumble. All right, this is this seems cool. More on that in a little bit. After that, we had the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. As Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley got their rematch against Carmella and Queen Zelina Vega. And unfortunately, poor Nikki A.S.H., that losing streak continues as she gets rolled up by the Queen for the win to retain the titles. And at this point, I didn't assume that Rhea would attack, but I think it's starting to get to that point now. Um, you could tell the frustrations in her face. So I don't know. Are we ready to turn Rhea heel? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm a little confused when it comes to Nikki A.S.H. And, and this big losing streak that she's been mired in lately. But hopefully they can figure out something. But only time will tell. Rumble's right around the corner. So maybe, maybe then. So after Journey Knoxville. <laughs> and it's funny saying that uh, Declares himself for the Royal Rumble We got a bunch of Royal Rumble Entries tonight Very excited for it uh, We first got the Street Profits And then the Mysterios Both declaring themselves For the Rumble So I'm looking forward to seeing if those guys Turn on one another <coughs> Excuse me Or if they continue To you know, help themselves get further along in the rumble before obviously all four of them eventually get eliminated. Um, we also had ourselves a tag team match as the Street Profits took on and defeated Apollo and Commander Aziz. And I'm telling you, Montez Ford has one of the most gorgeous frog splashes I've ever seen. I would honestly put him in the top three of... You know, the best ever frog splashes, um, along with the names of Eddie Guerrero and RVD. Just 
he reminds me, and I was talking with somebody on Twitter about this during the show. Um, he reminds me of a young RVD, the way his splashdown is and how he lands and bounces off his opponent. It just every time he Montez Ford does it, it just that's that's all I can think of is just a young RVD doing the exact same thing. It just it's it's amazing. Uh, after that, we had a battle for the U.S. title. Uh, it was uh, Damian Priest defending his title against Dolph Ziggler. And this time, because of what's been going on with Damian Priest lately, if he was disqualified or counted out in this match, he would lose the title to Dolph. And crazy enough, they tried everything in this match to get Priest to snap. Robert Root ended up coming out attacking Priest when the ref wasn't paying attention. Uh, Priest about to attack uh, Rude on the outside with a, with a steel chair, almost gets himself counted out. He brings the chair in, Dolph basically just screaming at him to hit him with it, and you could see those like bulging eyes of Damian Priest, and he's, he's about ready to clock somebody, and he decides at the last minute not to do it. He throws the chair at Rude. Robert Rude falls off. And then he doesn't really go berserk. He's able to have enough restraint, and he retains the title. We then get some news that next week we're going to have a triple threat match, and the winner will take on Becky Lynch. Now, Dewdrop went into... um, Adam Pierce in Sonny Deville's office claiming that everybody's sick and tired of watching Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair get shot after shot after shot, chance after chance after chance at Becky Lynch and failing. So Dudup demands that she gets the next shot. So the powers of B are like, well, we don't give shots away. We want you to earn them. So next week, triple threat match between Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, and Dewdrop, the winner will take on Becky Lynch at the Rumble. That'll be a real good match to watch. I would not be surprised if Dewdrop won that match, honestly. It would be a nice, fresh look. And Dewdrop could... I would not be surprised either if Dewdrop would take out Becky Lynch. But we'll see. We then got our fifth entrant into the, oh, I'm sorry, this, well, the fifth entrant of the night, sixth overall entrant into the Royal Rumble, as Austin Theory was granted a spot by Vince McMahon himself as a thank you or a gift for what he did to Finn Balor. Taking Finn Balor out a few weeks ago, we haven't seen Finn since. So, who knows? Uh, Austin could surprise somebody. Uh, we may also get Finn at some point during the Rumble to get his revenge. Maybe even the Demon. I don't know. Could be interesting. Up next, we had an, um, kind of a promo segment with the Miz and Maurice. Just basically just talking trash. Miz with a whole bunch of excuses on why he lost to Edge. Blaming Beth Phoenix. Maurice saying if Beth was here, she'd punch her in the face. And then, of course, like magic. Beth Phoenix's music hits, then Edge's music hits, and we have the four of them in the ring, and it happens. I got the one thing that I asked for. We're going to get ourselves the mixed tag match. Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Maurice 
and The Miz at the Royal Rumble. It's going to be great. Uh, Maurice acting like Miz slapped her when when they when he agreed. Um, Miz, uh, I'm sorry, Maurice does not want to wrestle <laughs> um, Beth at all because she knows. Apparently, they've only had one one-on-one match together, and Beth Phoenix did win that match. Um, so it would not obviously surprise me if that continues at the Rumble. Should be really good. I'm really excited for it. Um, it just, I like when a mixed tag match makes sense, and this one makes sense. Up next, we had the match that hurt my soul the most. It was AJ Styles taking on Omos. I loved them as a tag team. I thought it was great. The backstage stuff was fantastic, but it's clearly time for Omos to move on. And obviously for AJ, it's time for him to go back to being a singles competitor. That's good. If this is going to be AJ's final run, then now obviously is the time for him to make it. The match, unfortunately, was essentially a squash match as Omos got the clean victory over AJ. So we'll see what happens. Then we got to our main event of the night. It was that fatal four-way that I mentioned, winner taking on Brock Lesnar. It was Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Big E. This match was outstanding. They got a good 20 minutes. Great stuff. They um, Seth and, and KO are a great team. Not going to lie. I, I kind of want them to just go after the tag titles at this point. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, Lashley gets the win here. And the excitement that he had once he won this match is refreshing to see. He's been asking for him versus Brock forever. And now they're going to get it at the Rumble. I kind of honestly expected this to kind of go the other way. I expected Big E to win this match and to face Brock at the Rumble, have Brock go over, and then Lashley would win the Rumble. That would set up the the, uh, main event of WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, all the fanfare and everything to go with it. Now that I think about it, I've been sitting, you know, for the last hour and a half, two hours since since Raw ended. This actually makes a lot of sense. You get the big match at the Rumble. Who knows if, if Brock's going to stick around for a little bit. He might go on another hiatus again until when it gets closer to Mania. This also then leads the entire men's Rumble up for grabs, which I actually like better. The Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view in all of WWE. Because you get those unknowns, and most of the time, you don't know who's going to win this. Some years, you look at it and go, yeah, this person's going to win. It's their time. This year, so far, not really sure. There were some contenders, but some of them got released. So, I don't know. We'll see. Now, the funny thing about tonight... (laughs) Every week for the last, like, God knows how long, we've seen the promo for Veer coming to Raw. And now it's been happening for so long, it's become a meme. And the majority of wrestling Twitter tonight was all over this. 
everybody's like, did I miss it? Did we, did we miss our, our weekly Veer is coming to Raw uh, vignette? And it was just so much fun to follow along. Um, I'm a little surprised that they didn't show it tonight. But we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping he's still doing well. Um, I know he's been on main event, but just not on Raw yet. I don't know what the wait is for at this point, but we'll see. We also got another bit of a surprise that instead of Veer, Miss Bliss, who's been out of action for the last four weeks ever since she lost to Charlotte, and then the doll got destroyed. Starting next week, we're going to be having our first look at her journey back to Raw. So that should be interesting. Will she still have the same style gimmick? Will she be shifting back to her normal Miss Bliss? We'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It's nice also to have her back um, after being gone for four months. So we shall see. So like I said, pretty good show tonight. Nice opening show for uh, 2022. And now we look forward to the rest of the week. We have NXT on Tuesday. AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. SmackDown and Rampage on Friday. I know Wrestle Kingdom is this week as well. Unfortunate news. Sam will not be able to watch it live. Um, His equipment, he's missing an unfortunate, important piece. So he will not be having a Wrestle Kingdom uh, recap this year. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. We'll still talk about it once Sam and I get back together in the studio together uh, because it's Wrestle Kingdom, so we got to talk about it. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, we thank you so much. 2022 is here. We are ready to go. It's going to be a fun month. And we're going to have lots of podcasts out there for you. Rumble, obviously, at the end of the month being the big ticket item. So let's get this going. If you don't already, though, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If you are listening on one that we're not a part of, let us know. Add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. Most importantly, though, please do not forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? 
Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.